uh, i wanted to add a uh, uh, few my few of my thoughts in respect to corona because that's a situation that we are in right now that that while it, this science is so advanced is what i'm claiming and i have demonstrated in, in in various of my in many of my you know patients and also demonstrated how it's an advanced version of mathematical biology i try to understand the corona situation also through my ayurvedic translational research lens and what we found when we all know that it's it's a very complicated disease why is it so complicated friends is because uh, i analyzed the genomic sequences what i figured out that there were 30000 base pairs a little less than 30000 actually 28280 base pairs are there but the thing is it is extremely mutative 1700 mutations occurred in the last 6 months based on the data that is available in the genomic databases and we have today 60 mutant vari- uh, varieties and some people are uh, present you know manifestations of two different mutated mutations mutant viruses and then you have different manifestations of the disease so this is how the cases were distributed look at this you know it started off in november <clears throat> 2017 uh i mean uh, with about uh, just one or two strains and then today we have uh, sorry november 2019 today we have more than uh, 1700 mutations various mutations out of which 60 mutants are available so that makes this one a little more complicated and while vaccine according to me okay this is my personal opinion vaccine is almost impossible in the near future because the my logic is pretty simple if there are mutations the the virus the spike protein against which we are trying to you know uh, uh, against which we are trying to come up with some kind of chemical that will block the spike protein is continuously changing if its structure is continuously changing it's very difficult for us to come up with a vaccine but of course there is a rush you know people are working on it i wish them all of the all the best but even otherwise in the next 9 to 12 months um, like vaccine is not possible okay i'm not saying this to scare you guys we have a solution that's what i'm they, they, we don't have to panic i'll tell you why uh, but uh, after this you know brief introduction of uh, how i understand corona um <clears throat> so the problem uh, here is while it is extremely mutative it is also extremely contagious while it is extremely contagious the mortality is not as high actually uh, as i mean i'm comparing this with sars one uh, the h1n1 the avian uh, bird flu and uh, the middle eastern respiratory syndrome uh, which occurred in 2012 the, the mortality in those diseases is very very high anywhere between uh, 14% to 30% uh, why you know uh, take those examples even the flu common cold uh, flu has a mortality of anywhere between 8 and 14% across the world in different countries here the mortality is very less i mean it's about between 2 and 4 but it could pose a public health problem if the because of it extreme uh, because it is extremely contagious it could uh, it could transmit to many people at a time and then one or two person of many people would uh, end up with many people requiring you know uh, ventilator support or you know or or uh, emergency medical support and then that makes this uh, a public health problem um, <clears throat> and of course you know you guys have in, uh, heard enough of it i don't want to you know uh, bombard with all that knowledge but then i just mentioned that you know the spike protein you know it requires it binds with the cell membrane at this i mean at this juncture and to get into the cell as you all know and then the, the, the genome of the virus integrates with our genome the human's genome and then as and when our cells replicate the virus also replicates and then <clears throat> causes this disease i'm sorry so what is today known that you know ivermectin which uh, had some promise in earlier forms of virals it failed today il6 uh, inhibitor there are certain methodology treatment methodologies that are uh, i mean the clinical trials are going across the world and il6 inhibitor has partial success the uh, hydroxychloroquine which was supposed to be actually working later st- later uh, uh, didn't show such promise remdesivir shows mixed results today they're like gilead has come up with this remdesivir with about 30% improvement in uh, clinical uh, symptomatology after administration of remdesivir there is certain ayurvedic formulations like ginger helps some and then there is a study going on in delhi 
there were 74 patients. We don't know the protocol that was given, but then they improved, it seems, after about uh, a week of administration of these Ayurvedic uh, interventions. <clears throat> so what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of scope for uh, interventions in a transdisciplinary approach. And because antiviral preparations and plasma therapy and vaccine could not be helpful at this stage. Why am I saying so confidently that plasma therapy won't, uh, might not work is because uh, we just mentioned that the spike protein itself is mutated. I mean, the changing, the protein structure is changing. And hence, the, the, the body actually, when, when we are encountered with a foreign body, the body produces an antibody. Antibody has a conformational structure. It's a complementary structure that binds the foreign body like this. If the structure keeps changing, the antibody cannot, you know, uh, it has to change continuously. So there are today 80 mutant strains, at least known. And 80 mutant strain, strains would mean 80 different types of antibodies produced in the body. So which plasma would fit to which uh, patient? We don't know as of yet. So plasma therapy might not work, but of, of course, nonetheless, it definitely merits the clinical trial. So <clears throat> So the only uh, buzzword today is immune boosting. That's what is being said across the world. But what is immune boosting, friends? We just mentioned that the same immune system could react when there is excessive vata, the immune system could hyperreact. If there is excessive pitta in the immune system, the immune system could have a spontaneous reactivity. And uh, the immune system, if it has excessive kapha, it could lead to hyporeactivity. So type 1 and type 2 hypoxia states, I mean, type 1 and type 2 in this classification are caused by vata. Type 3 and type 4 are pitta manifestations and type 4 and type 6 are kapha manifestations. Of course, it's not just a, a straightforward linear algorithm here. But then what I'm trying to say is which type could be elicited in which individual is not anticipated unless and until you know the internal environment of an individual which includes the vata pitta kapha proportions of individual organs and because individual organs are again permeated by the immune system again it's the immune system that is present literally in all of the 42 organs and you have to correct the immune system in all the 42 organs because the the disease has not left any organ undamaged as of now you know uh, taking a cue from all the data that is generated by doctors across the world so what is immune boosting finally immune boosting finally is balancing of vata pitta kapha it is not just by Taking one uh, herbal supplement that you would get, uh, you would say that your 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 immune system is boosted. No, vata pitta kapha, balancing a vata pitta kapha in each of the seven tissues and forty two organs is immune boosting, and that has to be done very very meticulously. So what I did was, <clears throat> I analyzed the genomics of the virus from my Ayurvedic translational research lens, and I figured out certain aspects of this coronavirus and they correlated them to the dosha effect that they could cause in the body. I'll, 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 I'll show them in the next two slides. But then before that, what happens when there is a vata pittaka for balance in the immune system is we already know. We are already dealing with millions I and mean, trillions of bacteria that are actually living in the body. Actually, you know, if you go uh, scan the body, there are only 10 trillion cells in the human, I mean, in our body, actually, 10 trillion human cells. 90 trillions are actually bacteria. Out of which 20, 20 trillion cells are 20 trillion cells are already uh, infected by viruses. This is how we are living already. Why are we not getting affected by any of these bacteria? Because the immune system, when it is in a state of VPK balance, these the same bacteria which could otherwise cause disease. Uh, in the body, they actually learn to cohabit with us. We also learn to cohabit with them. This is called a symbiosis, friends. And I'm talking about dangerous bacteria that are actually living in the body. There's something called beta streptococcus that actually could cause a, a rheumatic heart disease, uh, a Staphylococcus aureus, a dreadful cardiac disease that it could cause are actually living in the body without harming us. In fact, not only without harming us, but also uh, giving lot of micronutrients that are actually acting as uh, antioxidants like for example e coli electricia coli is actually producing selenium 4 plus which is not even found in the nature and we we get it free of cost with this bacteria so that is why the ancient science of ayurveda has mentioned about this people come up with crazy thoughts i'm sorry krimis are 
generously mentioned in ayurveda and how to deal with them is also mentioned in ayurveda there's a word called as krimi and it is also described and there are four uh, types of chemicals that are used against these krimis they call as a krimigna krimi nashini krimi rodhini and kitamardhini krimi nashini is antibiotics krimi rodhini uh, antiseptic agents like the sanitizers that we are using today krimi krimi nashini krimi rodhini krimi ghna like they 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 cause asepsis they kill all the bacteria across and uh, outside of the body and krimi kitamardhini uh, are worm anti worm infestations friends even today in pharmacology we have only have these four classes of chemicals that deal with different uh, bacteria and in different uh, situations so what i'm trying to say is that you know uh, the body is performing a lot of non immune functions uh, the immune system is functioning a lot of non immune functions uh, not only uh, helping the body prevent an attack by a foreign uh, microbe but also contain this microbe and uh, you know just like modi ji you know he takes advantage of any situation that is thrown on him the body also has this um, in, uh, in infinite habit to actually uh, take any and every opportunity of a bacterial infection also uh, in turn it into a uh, uh, into a, a positive uh, effect to the body so what uh, about the uh, virus what we know is that these viruses i mean initially okay initially it was said that you know these uh, the coronavirus is thermolabile it, it dies at 27 degrees centigrade but then you know when i analyzed the data i mean of the genomic sequences what was uh, what, what what i figured out was that this virus belongs i mean is actually eliciting a vata pitta response and because of which this the pitta could i predicted i mean i made a video on my and i put it on my channel i predicted that this this virus could actually sustain high heat as well and then you know recently just about a eight eight days ago uh, one of the french scientists demonstrated how this virus was able to sustain 60 degrees of heating for about uh, 60 minutes now usually we were taught in microbiology that you know for uh, if you heat water for about 60 deg- 60 minutes in at a temperature of 60 degrees all the bacteria all the proteins get denatured but it's not happening in this virus so <clears throat> but again it's not as dreadful as i mentioned because there are various measures you know that could be taken to contain this so these are the various symptoms friends you all know now by which time so i i i don't want you to panic why because see we are already dealing with this bacteria and see we we uh, the, the statistics of simple flu is very dreadful than even corona so there i'm not saying we have to be reckless i'm just saying while we if we exercise a certain caution we we don't have to be panic uh, you know uh, panic uh, to the covid uh, 19 attack on us because you know i just saw the survey that came out yesterday that 69% of urban populations are actually uh, worried about seriously about this disease so i wanted to bring in that uh, um that ability or that mental tendency to to not panic and then if you don't panic your immune system automatically get boosted so friends now we all know who is at high risk you know people who has uh, who have had immune compromise or imbalance vata pitta kapha are at high risk and then as of today physical distancing i mean uh, socially connected but physically apart is the is the mantra that i would want to give and then you all know how important it is for you to take this precautions of hygiene asepsis and antisepsis i'm not going to do, go in detail into this because we already heard them so many times and even after lockdown i suppose we have to maintain these uh, precautions so that you know we uh, this situation is not going to get resolved immediately uh, i'm sure it's going to because of its high uh, uh, because it is highly contagious we all are going to suffer from uh, at one point or the other but it's our choice if we maintain physical distance we are uh, spreading the infection of say 10 crore people over a period of 18 to 24 months or even 30 months as opposed to you know getting affected all the 10 crores affected in in the in the next 2 to 6 months you know you know what i'm saying you know this is going to cause a huge public health 
problem. If one to two percent require uh, emergency medicine, we would not be able to tackle it. it. It was a public health problem. So, so what is known, as I just mentioned, friends, a detailed description of not just the krimis, but also different types of jwaras or the fevers are already explained in Ayurveda. It's only because we have not read these scriptures in original Sanskritam that we are actually thinking that our ancient scientists didn't know. And then people, I mean, some people have, I've, I've heard them saying that they were, I mean, viruses were discovered only in 1960. I'm sorry. Uh, they, they could be wrong because the, these, these scriptures, ancient scriptures, give a detailed explanation of so many bacteria. They mentioned that Bhimshati Lakshani bacteria are there. Two, two million bacteria are present in the, in, the, in the earth and on the earth. And then, you know, that, that's what even the modern science says today. Out of which 90,000 are viruses. So, so friends, you know, if we need to come up with a vaccine uh, for each of these viruses, you end up with only antibodies in the blood. You know, that's going to be disastrous. I'm not saying, I'm not against uh, vaccines, but I'm saying that a certain method uh, is there from our own scriptures, which could potentially offer that immunization, that could potentially protect us from this and possibly any other bacterial or viral invasion. And uh, the way it is actually mentioned in the scriptures is uh, this is characterized, pandemic is characterized by a word called as Janapadodhvamsa. This word was used, uh, which causes pandemic uh, when people... Uh, suffer from across the uh, from across the world in different uh, countries. You know, at once when they suffer, that situation is called as Janapadodhams, and it's pretty much similar to what we are dealing with right now. And then the Charaka Samhita in the Chikitsasthanam chapter three mentions various types of fevers. You know, I just listed some of these fevers: the Varsharutu fevers, the Prakriti fevers, uh, the Antarviga Bahirviga fevers, Sadhya Sadhya Jwaras. Uh, Vishajwara, Ativishajwaras, and the Santataka, Satataka, Anyajushka, Trityaka, Chaturtaka, Jwaras, Ativisha, Dhatu. Dhatus are like tissues. Depending on the Dhatus, there are uh, Rasajwara, Raktajwara, Mamsajwara, Medajwara, Astijwara, Majja, Shukrajwaras, and then the Doshajwaras, friends, the Vata Pittajwaras, Vata Kafajwaras. There, there are seven, several different mixed combination of these Doshas. Uh, that could lead to certain jwaras. And what I, based on my analysis of the genomics, you know, that's going to be, again, a big topic. So I won't go into the details of how, how I analyzed all the 28,280 uh, base pairs of this genome. But then what I figured out was this virus is could actually be causing a vata pitta or a pitta vata jwara and predominantly affecting the rasa dhatu. This, uh, this corroborations or co co correlations were done because I did extensively. My area of research was translational research. I, I translated all these Vata Pittakafas continuously in my experimental uh, animal models and also experimental in vitro cell models. I continuously demonstrated how uh, Vata translates into, say, amino acid synthesis or a protein synthesis. What kind of proteins could be formed in uh, Vata under the influence of Vata, Pitta and Kapha and so on and so forth. And how glucose or galactose or various sugars get metabolized in uh, Vata, Pitta, Kaphas. Uh, so based on that understanding, I characterized this jwara, this corona <clears throat> virus could be a, causing a Vata Pitta jwara and predominantly affecting the Rasa Dhatu. And, uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, uh, and then, yeah, why I'm saying is this because the, there are several reports that I, that I saw on the internet and coming from credible sources that it, uh, it mentions that, you know, uh, that they, they were actually trying to target the disease as a vata, kapha disorder, because lungs are the seat of kapha, is what Ayurveda mentions. True, I don't deny, I don't dispute with that, I don't deny that. But the problem is, they're actually not causing pneumonia. They look like, I mean, they don't even look like pneumonia patches. These patients who suffered from respiratory manifestations don't suffer from lung, typical pneumonia-like uh, lung disorder. It is a disorder that is because of hyperoxygenation of the lungs because the virus is competitively binding with hemoglobin, not allowing the hemoglobin to bind with oxygen. Hemoglobin is a chemical present inside the red blood cell. 
that binds with oxygen in the lungs and then carries oxygen to various tissues. Now, there's a competitive binding. It's called as allosteric competition offered by the virus particle to the hemoglobin. So oxygen is not binding to uh, hemoglobin. That's why patients end up with respiratory syndrome, respiratory distress. And it is not because of pneumonia. That is why... I characterize this, uh, I put this, you know, about the video on my channel about uh, more than eight weeks ago. I mentioned that it's a Vata Pitta or a Pitta Vata kind of a uh, virus causing a Vata Pitta disorder in the blood. Uh, in the blood, again, Rasa Jwara is what I meant. Rasa and Rakta, Dhatus are predominantly affected. And uh, ba based on, again, my analytics, I, I pre predicted that because there's a Vata uh, Pitta uh, I mean, Vata Pitta kind of a virus. My assumption was that the Vata, the Vata would require a specific uh, receptor for its entry and Pitta would require a different uh, receptor for its entry. So I was scanning those complementary Pitta receptors in the body. I found that there are veniloid receptors. Uh, but apart from AC, I mean, AC and AS2 receptor is one that is already known, already published. And then what I predicted was that there's a veniloid receptor based on genomic analysis. I mean, gen genomic translational research analysis predicted that there could be a veniloid entry, veniloid receptor entry into the body and also a transpeptidase receptor entry. And the second receptor is actually coming into uh, a spotlight. You know, uh, uh, there are investigations going on in genomic uh, uh, institutes across the world that you know, the, the virus could have another point of entry into the body. So, I mean, I'm just saying how by understanding uh, the doshas, you could actually predict what this virus is going to do into the body. And hence, once you know what the virus, what kind of doshas the virus is going to influence or affect, if you're, if you're able to block that, you're, you're actually providing an a, a entry block, I mean, an entry barrier to the virus and then immunizing yourself. So that is, that is the reason why I, I went into analysis of the doshic analysis of the genomics as uh, available, I mean, genomic databases available um, of the COVID-19. So... Yeah, Pragnaparada, Abhishapaja, I think, you know, it's going to be too long, so I'll, I'll skip that. Um, so the preventive uh, care is pretty much mentioned, friends. The Ayush uh, website has mentioned about this, so I would uh, uh, definitely prescribe that. But for there's a small change. Uh, the ginger tea is prescribed, should be made with uh, black pepper, and this is going to be anyhow available with you guys. So you can just uh, refer to this. The, you add black pepper, turmeric, and uh, ginger, in, and don't add uh, lasuna. Lasuna is garlic because garlic is a kapha haraka. It, it reduces kapha. In fact, for this virus, kapha, increasing kapha would be actually beneficial because there's already vata, pitta, vata and pitta aggravation in the virus. And hence, when you when you actually bring about a, a, a excessive kapha in the body, the virus could actually, uh, you know, Im, uh, imbibe this kapha into its structure. And when once the VPKs are balanced, the the virus gets neutralized or the body gets Im, in, um, immunized enough, and then it is able to offer protection to ourselves. So there is a rationale behind, you know, prescribing this. Uh, the proportions in which you have to add the spices to milk, boil them, and then add honey, you know, to the to the milk and have it uh, five to six times. That's going to do a lot of good. I prescribed it to all of my patients, and then some of them were even uh, yeah, uh, were, were, were located in sensitive areas, but they were like only that family didn't get affected and everyone else were around them were got, got affected. But then I'm not marketing anything, friends, but I'm only trying to say that this really helped many people. And then the gritam, uh, the ghee or sesame oil boiled in neem leaves is another remedy that the Ayush ministry has definitely mentioned this. The, the process of nasyam is put two drops in each of the nostrils, put two drops and then, you know, breathe in. And then put another two drops in the left nostril, breathe in. So that these two droplets, you know, offer a certain oil lining. Oil lining, I just mentioned, is a kapha layer. So when you have a kapha layer, the virus which has vata and pitta gets neutralized there and offers this, this layer actually offers uh, biochemical and or physiological and or physical barrier to the virus. So uh, the same oil could be used uh, for actually... Um, 
um, for oil pulling as well. You know, for 10 minutes, just uh, put this oil inside the mouth or the ghee and then, you know, make a swish, you know, uh, um, for about 10 minutes. Do this uh, uh, for oil pulling for about 10 minutes and then, you know, spit that oil out and then it offers again another layer of protection. This really helps. Uh, while the WHO says that, you know, keep yourself hydrated with warm water could be a myth, I still prescribe this because... As I mentioned again, it's a vata pitta kind of a fever. The vata gets balanced with warm water, not hot water, warm water. Warm water's influence of pitta is negligible. It doesn't affect pitta, but hot water is going to aggravate pitta. So we should not do anything that could aggravate vata or aggravate pitta is the rationale behind <clears throat> drink plenty of sugarcane juice that's going to do a lot of good friends because sugarcane has madhura vipaka i mean madhura rasa madhura vipaka which means it it acts kapha to the body and it gives those sugar uh, glucose molecules to the body that are required in both vata and pitta exacerbation syndromes Okay, the above remedies could actually cause a lot of heat generation in the body. And hence, you know, I prescribe a certain phenyl tea that could be prepared and then had, you know, if you feel the generation of heat in the body. So there's a, a general remedy that I thought, you know, would be helpful for people, you know, with abdominal syndromes. I mean, to protect themselves from, uh, to, uh, to, to give in, uh, I mean, to, uh, to barricade the viral entry through the abdominal pathway. So guava leaves, you know, uh, 12 leaves in 1000 ml of water, boil that for about uh, 15 minutes until the water, you know, uh, 200 ml gets evaporated, becomes 800 ml. Take about uh, two tablespoons, that about 38 ml, three or four times daily. That really helps everyone. Differential nostril breathing is another important uh, uh, breathing technique that will help. Okay, anyone can do any technique that, are, that they are doing, but add this particular technique. And while you know, uh, while I say this, you know, uh, <clears throat> we all just heard. I mean, I just mentioned that yoga has samauchite. The purpose of yoga is bring about a balance. It is not about how long you can hold your breath. No, no, that's not the trick here. If that were the trick here. Tom Cruise would have been the best uh, pranayama yogi. You know, he, he was under the water for six minutes in that, in that movie. The, the purpose of yoga is yoga chitta vritti nirudha. So for this, you need to bring about a sama, yoga sama uchiti. And what is sama? Sama doshaha. You have to do uh, those exercises, those breathing exercises or those yogic exercises, yogasans that bring about a VPK balance. And if you don't know... What is the VPK proportion, I mean, which involves the Vatapitta proportions in individual organs? We would not know what exercise is actually the right exercise. Actually, friends, you know, you, you must have seen some people died on the treadmill. Some people died while performing yoga. One of the famous Vishweshwar Biradari of Karnataka died while performing yoga of a heart attack. Why? Because... Not every exercise is required for every individual. Not every breathing technique or pranayama technique is, uh, is essential for everyone. It depends on your VPK fingerprint. Because this virus is potentially causing a vata pitta aggravation, both of which increase the effect of the Surya Nadi. And hence, what the technique that I am actually prescribing is breathing from the left, hold your breath and breathe out through the right. So breathing in, holding and breathing out should be done in the same way for, I mean, in, in only this fashion, breathing from the left, hold your breath, then breathe out through the right nostril uh, in a proportion of one is to four is to two, which means if you're breathing in for one second, hold the breath for four seconds and breathe out for two seconds. Do this for about 10 minutes in the morning, in, in the evening. This really calms us and then, you know, uh, helps us uh, boost our immune system as well. And there is, uh, there are certain, Certain asans, naukasans, and surya namaskars in this order that I prescribe, and not for their, you know, uh, not because they will help us become flexible, but because the uh, advantage with these exercises is that in the, any of the yoga asans is that we did these experiments. When you the uh, much of the accentuation of yoga asanas is on stretching the body. You, you all must have heard about it. So what happens when you stretch your body? The, the skeletal muscles get stretched. And when the skeletal muscles get stretched, we demonstrated this in experimental animals by stretching the uh, legs of the heart. I mean, uh, the, the muscles of the legs of the rats. 
we we held it for about 40 45 seconds and then released it what happened was uh, the the oxygen levels we slowly started reducing the oxygen that was given to these animals and then when we, the rats were behaving normally perfectly even when we the oxygen levels came down to 35% why is this important now is that this virus is is actually binding to hemoglobin so it is a comp, it is it is giving a competition to oxygen so people are getting admitted in the hospitals you know with low oxygen concentration so your when you do these stretch exercises the your stretch muscles trigger a certain response from the stretch receptors the stretch receptors of the stretch uh, skeletal muscles get activated and when they get activated they trigger a process called as ischemic preconditioning and what it means is the body gets preconditioned or adapted to ischemia which means to low oxygen levels in the blood so in these experiments we saw that the rats were performing perfectly well even when we reduced the blood oxygen levels to 35% and at 15% they showed some signs of uh, a, a dyspnea while in the real time covid-19 uh, affected individuals uh, the individuals are getting uh, sob or shortness of breath symptoms of shortness of breath when the oxygen levels are going below 92 and uh, at 80 85% of oxygen levels people are dying so this is going to really help us all you know uh, overcome the situation if at all the virus and uh, uh, you know uh, penetrates the barriers and enters into the body we still have these chances by simple yoga practices which again have to be customized based on a vata pitta kapha and then of course you know in a severely debilitated individuals we need to actually balance the vata pitta kaphas of all of the sapta dhatus or seven tissues and all the 42 organs that should be done by a professional ayurvedic or a allopathic physician we are like we are, we are actually trying to <clears throat> from present a clinical trial protocol if everything goes well we'll also participate in this clinical trial this remedies mentioned i'll not go deep into this remedies again friends so what i'm supposing is that the psa or polyscientific ayurvedic immunization therapy might stand a chance uh, based on my our experience of dealing with viral infections earlier and uh, and friends i completely believe that we have all that it takes us to make india the health capital of the world such vast amount of knowledge just because we are not reading those original scriptures in the original sanskrit sanskritam and deciphering from uh, the original sanskrit grammars if had only we read this we uh, we are sure that we'd make this uh, uh, this this subcontinent into a health capital of the world and covid 19 i bet friends gives us that opportunity and uh, if everything goes well i think you know we would really succeed covid and through which demonstrate the power of our ancient sciences because i truly believe friends that if only we build our 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 india on the strength of our scriptures that we become leaders of the world if if we follow just blind america we become followers of america if you if you follow china is great again america all the countries are great but if you follow china you become a follower of china if you need to become a leader not that there is a need but because it's only bharat that believes in vasudeva kutumbakam every every country or every other uh, chain of thought is exclusivist only we are inclusionists that's why we should spread our tentacles friend again with love and on the strength of our uh, love powered scriptures which are given by rishis once we do this you know we can actually you know uh, show a lot of promise not only improving health across the world you know i made some numbers you know these numbers and you know, we'll talk them later but then uh, we came up with an entire iot based uh, uh, terminally uh, healthcare model for um, for india and then this is a we, we have uh, i just i'm in the beginning of my talk i mentioned that i we came up with digital technologies to automate healthcare delivery and uh, also uh, do remote monitoring you know we are like in the in the last phase actually had it been not for corona we would have we would have had this device and the applications in the markets uh, but then nonetheless covid has uh, opened up a different possibility and uh, we'd possibly you know uh, still come up with this in a very near future and i'll keep you all posted friends so there's a lot of benefit if you do i mean if we do provide health and there's a lot of promise by properly and scientifically 
translating this ayurvedic knowledge into treatment of various diseases we do this we're going to save a lot of money for patients uh, across diseases uh, not only you know save patients lives and their money but also through this plant based treatment methodologies we are going to power our farmers as well you know we all know the situation of farmers and you know, we need to uh, have a holistic understanding this is like a, a creating a beautiful ecosystem so that you know everyone is is a stakeholder in your in, in maintaining our health friends so uh, i i initially made this roadmap that we're going to become health capital i mean we could make india the health capital of the world in the next 10 years but covid has given us this opportunity and i'm hopeful that you know we can save all those 9 years and then if we are able to demonstrate efficacy of uh, these polyscientific ayurvedic remedies in tackling covid-19 even in the emergency setup which i'm very very uh, confident because i had earlier tackled hepatitis b fulminant hepatitis b fulminant ebv uh, ebv is epstein barr virus and other viral infections who were actually left off by the uh, allopathic uh, physicians at a stage when the liver completely failed and i was able to bring back such patients but of course friends these are all anecdotal studies but they they definitely merit uh, serious thought and uh, serious translational clinical methodology and if we do that we'll really empower india and make it the health capital of the world and we are on the way to become superpowers on the strength of our own sciences friends so we started off saying that you know the problem is that the, we we can cure only 15% of diseases and then you know uh, i would i could completely i mean uh, vouch for this that the, the debate on sugar levels is actually closed why because we have figured out why the acp the american college of physicians the aga ada aaca have different parameters because they have investigated different individuals with different uh, vata pitta kapha proportions and hence had different hb a1c's in different individuals this makes really sense uh, tremendous sense and, and our own knowledge helps us uh, helps us understand disease in a appropriate manner and then uh, 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 help people we had helped many diabetic patients reverse their diabetes many heart patients as i demonstrated reverse their heart disease and the the question of cholesterol is actually close to we found different types of ldl and bad cholesterol is not always bad good cholesterol is not always good ati sarvatra varjeet is what is said if you bring about a vpk balance you have perfect health in spite of very high levels of cholesterol friends uh, and so i would say 85% of diseases can be cured and maybe 15 may not be cured because i cannot i did not do experiments on all of those uh, 100 types of uh, 100 different varieties of diseases 100% uh, varieties of diseases but at this stage i could definitely men- uh, definitely do mention based on my 11000 patient database that 85% of diseases can be cured out of the 70% can be cured at home friends so the human genome project also can has an answer through ayurveda because ayurveda when you bring about a vpk balance what is happening is the dna is getting repaired friends so the stem cell therapy doesn't make any sense i mean not that it shouldn't be tried we should definitely go deep into that but my uh, two cents is that the stem cells injected from outside would immediately get remodeled uh, under the influence of our own vpk imbalances in the body why am i saying that is this because all types of stem cells are present in all individuals at all times in all tissues why are they not regenerating the organ is the question that we need to ask this is scientific friends why they are like not regenerating is under the influence of vpk imbalances these stem cells become dormant when you bring about a vpk balance the stem cells that are present in the local tissues automatically get uh, activated and repaired and regenerate the tissues and we demonstrated this through our experiments friends so friends india is the cradle of human civilization and we are we are all lucky that we are endowed with amazing amazing indigenous sciences by our uh, rishis who had all the power to win over any raja but they chose to live with nature in in their loin cloths in uh, in 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 those caves and in 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 with nature because they loved nature and corona is also teaching us that you know mother nature can cure herself if only we stopped exploiting her just for 3 weeks 
In three weeks, Mother Nature healed herself. And the, this science is already given to us. And, uh, we, and I completely believe that we become superpowers by applying these sciences to solve current problems of the world and, uh, and, and, and then make India the health capital of the world and the Jagadguru of the world, as was always the case. Friends, thank you very much. I would love to take questions if you have any. This is Rahul. I'm going to ask my first question before I uh, get the others to ask questions. So oh, yes, sure, yesterday, yesterday we had uh, a lecture by Dr. Gobardhan Das, uh, who heads the Center for Molecular Biology, I believe, at JNU. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry, talking, I missed it. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about BCG and vaccinations that could be really super helpful, and uh, unfortunately. Today morning, I also read that his proposal has been rejected. However, internationally, he's getting a lot of uh, recognition. So let's see where that goes. But the story, long story short, I asked him a question. Uh, he, he talked about uh, immune system as well, right? And, right. Uh, less hygiene uh, factors in Indians, which, which leads to better immune system, something on those lines. So I've been struggling with this question. Does a new virus, can we actually have immunity for a new virus? Because modern science, medical science supposedly says that if it's a new virus and one of the doctors on the talk said, no, this cannot be done uh, because it's a new virus. So the body has no memory. Through memory, it cannot say what is the antibodies we need to generate to prevent it. Right. So can you... Very simple, friends. You know, see, point number one is we already have this. Okay, when the vata, pitta, kapha, these three doshas are in equal proportion in all of the 174 different types of immune cells, what happens is the bacteria that are entering from the body, I already mentioned that the body, it's not me who mentioned this. It's already mentioned by the microbiologists that we, we are composed of 90% of bacteria. All those bacteria were living in symbiosis with a mutually beneficial relationship. That's point number one. So we already have mastered this technique of working with everyone. They say, sabka saath, sabka vikasa, like Modiji's principle. But those are bacteria which are already there in the body. That, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that. I'm, so what if a new bacteria or a new virus enters? A very right question. What happens is, okay, what happens when a virus uh, falls on some surface on the ground, on the cartons or some non-living objects, the virus outside the body is just a, a chemical. That's all. It is not a living entity. When it enters, it is the way you react that the virus gains access to you. When you're in a state of VPK balance, what happens is all that is not good for the body, the body automatically eliminates. This is what the body is continuously doing with various chemicals. This is called as a, a non-immune function called as scavenging that is performed by the immune system. There are several non-immune functions, including your cholesterol. If there is, it is in excess. What the, the, the monocyte or macrophage cell lines, which are forms of immune cells, they, they essentially take these cells, they cover them through a certain, with, a, with the help of a certain layer uh, in, a, in a process called as a phagocytosis or phenocytosis. And then if they're able to digest it, they'll digest it. We did this beautiful studies, friends. We are publishing them very soon. And then if they're indigestible, these monocyte macrophage cell lines, they break them down to as much as small as possible particles and then scavenge them to liver or kidney and then they eliminate the liver in the liver they further undergo certain reactions called as conjugation reactions so the the body see it's if the receptor is allowing the virus it's not the virus is penetrating through the receptor the receptor is like a uh, is like a sense organ of the cell just like we have sense organs the eyes ears uh, and all these five sense organs that we have. The cell has a certain, has cell organ, sense organelles on the surface of the cell. On the surface of the cell is the brain of the cell that is thinking. It is the brain is reset based on the vata pitta kapha imbalances. I mean, uh, based on the dosha prabhava, the cells react. 
if there is no reaction the virus again becomes just an ordinary particle it's not always through a antibody mediated mechanism that stops the viral invasion in the body it's again there is a certain process called as a non immune function of the immune system which we unraveled in 2008 i'm writing a huge monograph on this very soon we're going to come up with this with all data not just uh, you know uh, uh, not just by theories we have a lot of data and then we demonstrated how this non immune functions will help this virus particle remain a particle in spite of the fact that it has entered into the body why friends you know so many viruses are already are there around us actually but we are not getting affected by every every virus why because not because of just immunity not not because of only because of antibody mediated immunity but because of non immune functions of immune cells as well this is my answer now thanks for asking Uh, two more examples. Say, for example, uh, uh, you know, one from our scriptures, one in the real, uh, real life. So, yeah. from the scriptures, you know, uh, Jagadguru Adi Shankara, there was an instance when he drank a lot of mercury. It didn't affect them, affect him at all. And then, you know, uh, there was a there's a detailed explanation of why he had to drink mercury. Uh, but then, inspired by this, we did certain experiments. there are certain molecules you know there's something called mercury uh, formulations in ayurveda makaradhvaja uh, we fed this makaradhvaja these are all i mean very poisonous mercury uh, preparations uh, not poisonous if they're properly processed of course so these mercury preparations we we gave the rats it's actually none of the mercury actually went into the rats at the end of the experiment entire mercury preparation when it is processed in certain way given by the rishis they they passed through the entire digestive tract and at the end of it the entire mercury came out but what happened was the count of cd4 and cd8 got altered the 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 rats become more immunized so this is what is the effect of certain ancient uh, preparations that were uh, that were already prescribed in uh, in 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 ayurveda in the form of makaradvaja but these are because because these are you know uh, extremely uh, you know they contain a lot of mercury so proving why mercury is not harmful is again a big chapter so we didn't we, we are not using them but then by ayurvedic immunization what i mean is that these uh there's something called quantum observers effect and i'm not saying exactly quantum observers effect is actually going to be in action in this particular instance but then what happens is that when you don't react how do you not react is by balancing with bpk when you balance vata pitta kapha what happens is that the body takes in what is essential for it and ingests it and what is not essential it throws away and it is happening even today every day the food that we have why is only why is that food whatever amount of food you take whatever meager amount of food you take a part of the food will be eliminated in the form of stools not because it is undigested but because the body doesn't require this i mean this is a very layman lay lay ex, uh, explanation of uh, what i wanted to explain i mean uh, about the vata pitta kapha balance and the benefits that it gives the body yeah so one is thing about vpk uh, so do you have any research paper which you can share so that we can understand vpk is better so you told about the chemical biochemical reactions which happens right so uh, so any research paper where we yeah, can we have i have published some research definitely there are 42 patents filed the patents are going to be published very soon uh, but then you can look at the research papers search for uh, dr ravi shankar policity and then effects of diet we have published uh, how uh, you know uh, the vata pitta kapha models were created in experimental animals and this was this was published and how the vata pitta and kapha and their different proportions altered the animal behavior most of the papers are pub- some of these papers are published that the information that i shared is all, is all from published papers so you can just search on my name please and you will find them and then if you if you're not able to we can provide those links Okay, so so uh, I I think those will include the RMP, the 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 yes, resting yes, the membrane, resting membrane potential. potential. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, that okay. science, the science of electrophysiology. Uh, we we did those studies and how vata pitta kapha altered the electrophysiology and then how they led to altered cell signaling pathways. And this is very very important actually because I had to cut it down because to uh, to be able to and uh, explain. Uh, Uh, other aspects as well but it's uh, electrophysiology itself is a 55 hours lecture actually in my polyscientific ayurvedic course 
Okay. Okay, and other thing is uh, about the vaccinations. So, in, in, I know it's a very big topic. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, so there are two, so two kinds of uh, things which are coming now. So uh, some are anti-vaxxers and some are pro-vaxxers. So, so what is your opinion about this? No, see, both are uh, see uh, whatever is scientific, I'll accept. There's nothing. Uh, uh, there's no problem for me on, on that front. What I'm trying to say is there are various ways of immunization. Vaccines, for example, there's one way in which what you're saying is if you say, for example, you know the structure of the cell phone, how do you block the cell phone? I mean, if it's a very micro, if the virus was like uh, some billion times enlarged, in, in billion to the power of billion times enlarged, it'll become this size. So you block this entry of this virus by creating a certain antibody which actually fits it like this at the surface of the cell receptor and blocks the entry. This is one way. Another way is you don't do anything. That's what Vata Pitta Kapha does. When you bring about a VPK balancing, the body takes in, if the virus is useful for the body, the body incorporates it into the genome. If it is not useful, it will just, it'll just not react. The virus automatically passes through and it won't even uh, affect us. So that is how you know, part of herd immunity could be explained, possibly. I'm not uh, saying this is how it should be explained, but we have to do more studies. But uh, herd immunity possibly could be explained this way. And uh, uh, so uh, the only problem with active immunization, this is passive immunization. What well, the problem with active immunization is, See, how many vaccines can you actually induce into the body? What is the kind of antibody load that the body will be able to accept? Isn't it? Antibodies are, you know, uh, they're very heavy particles. Immunoglobulins M, uh, I mean, they're they found in acute stage. But immunoglobulins G are, are at least uh, 200,000 Daltons in size. You know, like, you know, how many of these immunoglobulins G and to how many viruses would you would you have to actually actively sensitize the body to produce those immunoglobulins? So that is going to be a nightmare for the body. It is going to, I mean, if you if you have too many antibodies in the blood, you could actually end up with certain coagulation disorders just because of so many proteins present in the body. So this is not possible. The only way, uh, as uh, Charaka Maharshi explains, and also Sharangadara Maharshi in the Vaishajaratnavali or, you know, uh, and also... Rasendra Sar Sangram and other great tech, they mentioned that it is not possible to literally eliminate everything that is uh, that you don't like. No, you have to ex- coexist with everything because uh, we all know Ajaya Mano Bahuda Vijayate. The one unmanifested became so many. If you are able to see him in everything, then you are connected with everything. That is the purpose of yoga itself. So that, and, and, and hence, yoga samauchate and the samatva leads to swasthya. And uh, th- this is what is again Ayurveda saying. Swasthya is swasthanam shiryate itihi swasthya. What it means is, when you go back to your original source, swasthanam, swasthanam is atmasthanam is swasthanam. That is the state when you are able to see him, mani- unmanifested him in in, the, in many manifestations across, then you have reached the swasthanam, that is swasthya. So that is, that is why all these thoughts together and also my uh, 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 a bit of translation research that I did has helped me understand that, you know, you have to coexist and the body has this uh, trick of coexisting with anything and everything and also repairing the DNA when and uh, if required by bringing about a VPK balance. This is what I learned. Uh, thank you very much for asking. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Uh, you are doing a very good job. I love your thoughts for India and all that. Whatever you said, hope oh, it's great. I was just asking you, you, you are uh, doing this public lecture on this, uh, whatever you just said here. Are you doing, are people aware of it? I mean, the politicians, the RSS people, the people who matter. Could we try this, whatever you just said, the treatment for COVID right now in Maharashtra, Gujarat, the two states, where they are Hindu-minded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for your kind words, Mr. Rathiji. Uh, yes. Uh, see, I had started doing, pub- I mean, I'd been doing scientific debates only until the uh, beginning of last year. Since last year, I'd started uh, talking to people because, you know, I'd reached out to 
literally all of the bureaucrats in the indian uh, bureaucratic structure and also but for modi ji and amit shah ji i think i met all of the ministers there i mean who are who who, who are concerned mohan ji bhagwat rss nagpur health and ayush and other ministries dr shripad naik ji uh, i met everyone i explained my concept uh, 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 and uh, they do understand the importance of this but of course you know this is a very anecdotal study that i have done a lot of data has still yet to be generated so uh, last 14 years had been uh, talking to the government of india uh, with various bureaucrats i have a lot of friends in the bureaucracy right now and uh, that's one point that's one thing that i wanted to address the second thing is in respect to covid 19 situation i sent a, CC, a proposal to ccrs a concept of my thoughts and how i analyze the genome giving them the data and then why i think the way i'm thinking and what is the approach not only for prevention but also for ventilated patients i because i i, I believe not just believe i know ayurveda works in literally any dire situation as well any emergency situation as well but the problem is emergency uh, in an emergency setup people don't come to ayurvedic doctors that's the problem of lack of exposure or lack of building those institutions right after independence so i'm not blaming anyone but then you know we have to know this that we have not built those institutions empowering those people bringing this sacred and ancient knowledge into the mainstream so uh, in respect to covid i sent this proposal uh, the concept the concept was accepted so uh, they have asked me to write a detailed proposal so that i was busy that's why otherwise i would have not missed yesterday's lecture i was busy writing that clinical trial proposal i think hopefully we'll submit it tonight or late, tomorrow late in the, i mean early in the morning and uh, we have partnered with uh, one of the hospitals in gujarat actually because i'm i'm uh, well, like I, i told them that i'm willing to go to the you know to the forefront in the war because this war uh, has to be i mean people have to win and this is a beautiful opportunity i just mentioned i i made several uh, lectures i mean several uh, presentations also online and also i put them on youtube i i i made an open uh, video to modi ji also respectfully addressing him and then explaining him my position and uh, maybe all that and also my friends in the ayush ministry in the the task force of ayush and also in the health ministry have helped uh, accept my concept uh, initially and then we are hopeful that you know our clinical trial proposal also would be accepted and once we do this you know as i said we could tackle this disease at a, at any and every level that's what i'm 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 thinking at this stage and then you know once the results are out you know they will speak of uh this way of uh, ayurvedic approach of uh, dealing with covid 19 or or for that matter any emergency situation thank you very much rati ji so nadi pariksha you know i have been going to kotakal personally uh, ayurveda sala and right. uh, and to some other uh, uh, ayurveda acharyas and they say that when you have eaten or even have water in the morning nadi pariksha does not work it needs very serious level of uh, people who practiced for decades to sure. be able to see you know assess the nadi of a person in in a normal day otherwise you have to see it is that true and what do you what is absolutely your... yeah see there is something called immediate effect and there is something called long term effect so the immediate effect of the dosha present in a chemical is seen immediately that is the immediate effect but the for the the dosha to get stabilized it takes a certain time that is what is mentioned in certain ayurvedic nyayas the principles called as the kedara kulya nyaya um, kale kapota nyaya what they mention is that so when you have your food the food first becomes digested in the intestines and then there it becomes rasa the rasa then becomes Uh, convert get converted into rakta we all know this i mean we don't have to you don't need a doctor explaining this but the next part of digestion uh, and how the nutrients are supplied to the body is the most interesting part what happens is the moment all the nutrients enter the rasa rasa uh, rakta tissue or the blood the blood predominantly supplies tissue uh, food to the muscle tissue first skeletal muscle because the ayurvedic chronology of sapta dhatus goes this way rasa rakta mamsa meda asti majja and shukra so if if only the uh, the skeletal muscle is satisfied with the nutrients and the doshas that it allows the meda dhatu to get satiated with the nutrients in the blood so the way the nutrients are supplied to individual tissues is uh, you know follows a certain 
chronology, uh, this work we did back in Moscow. So why is it important here is, just like you mentioned, that the, the doshas immediately show up in the uh, food. But then what I do when, I mean, sorry, in the nadi. So what I do is I ask patients to come to me early in the morning before having their breakfast or uh, at least six hours after they have their food. Uh, by the time I do the Nadi Pariksha. As I mentioned, see, one, one thing that is min, uh, missing in today's Nadi Pariksha, which is actually mentioned in Vaishacha Ratnavali, uh, Yoga Ratnakaram, and uh, Sharangadara Samhita, um, all these books, and also Madhava Nidhanam to some extent, uh, they mention how Nadi Pariksha has to be done, how you can get the uh, Vata Pitta Kapha proportions of individual organs by applying differential pressures at seven different levels with three different fingers, you end up with 21 pressure points on one hand and 21 on the second hand. So you have to do the Nadi Pariksha on both the hands. And these 42 pressure points refer to or ad, uh, give you in, information about the Vata Pitta Kapha proportions of 42 organs. That is how I diagnose imbalances in each of these organs. And again, you have to know the Nyayas and the Sutra Sthanam perfectly so that you know the interrelations of these VPK imbalances in different organs. Because you need to know, say, the Vata Pitta Kapha imbalance of the heart, how it could affect the Vata Pitta Kapha of the brain. Which was which came first and which was next is 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 another big problem in Ayurveda. <clears throat> that is why you have to apply a lot of data science. And luckily, you know, I come from an allopathic background, and all these some of these algorithms are already taught in allopathy. So it became very easy for me to actually correlate them at a biochemical and a physiological level in the beginning, and then later this. This basic understanding helped me understand the datus, I mean, the doshas in a very advanced level in a, you know, by, it is a, as I mentioned, is an advanced form of mathematical biology. So you have to keep this in mind and all the nyayas in mind and also the sutrasthan, the fundamentals of the way the panchabhutas interact with each other. Uh, the pridivi, apa, tejo, vayurakasha, they have a certain uh, uh, way in which they interact with each other. So that has to be understood. And then the Vata Pitta Kapha, which are derivatives of these Panchabhuta, Pancha Mahabhutas, why did they why did they come in the first place? In why did these Panchabhutas get manifested in the form of doshas in the first place has to be understood. And then the interactions between the Vata Pitta Kaphas themselves have to be understood. Interactions between the dhatus amongst themselves and the doshas in the relation with the dhatus in uh, uh, in different dhatus has to be understood. And all this has to be understood uh, holistically then only will Nadi Pariksha make really sense. I mean that's what I do all my life I did that and they really helped me um, and uh, as you rightly pointed out yes empty stomach you have to see the empty stomach and ideally Charaka Samhita uh, even the Bhagavadas Ashtangarudaya mentioned that you know it has to be seen early in the morning but I trained myself to see the uh, Nadi in different times of the day given only one condition uh, that the patient should be fasting for about six hours before I do the Nadi Pariksha. It's a very advanced science. So what I did was all this uh, <clears throat> Nadi, the components of Nadi Pariksha, we translated them. We created, I just mentioned that we created models of Vata Pitta Kapha. We not only created models of Vata Pitta Kapha, but also models of different Sabdoshas of Vata Pitta Kapha, like Vata, the five types of Vatas I just mentioned, Prana, Apana, Vyana, Udana, Samana. Then there are five types of Pittas, Sado, Sadaka, Alochaka, Ranjaka, Brajaka, um, Sadaka Pittas, uh, sorry, Alochaka, Sadaka, Ranjaka, Brajaka, uh, one more, one more Pitta, five types of Pittas. We created models of these five types of Pittas in different organs. Uh, I mean, in different animals and then correlated them to whatever is correlatable with the data that, I mean, and started generating data in the language of modern science. And that helped me co I mean, connect these dots in allopathy, the, those dots that were missing in allopathy. That's why I don't go by your broad uh, blood uh, lipid levels. No, I don't go by them. I do. I look at the lipid levels. I mean, lipids are the cholesterol levels. Uh, I still look at the dhatus and then see if a certain level of LDL, a certain biochemical uh, number of LDL or low-density lipoprotein is good in a certain individual or not.
sometimes you know you know in my own example i had very high levels of uh, cholesterol for more than 17 years and because i did my nadi pariksha i saw i said all the vata pitta kapas in all of the sapta dhatus are were balanced so i said that is my normal i mean you if you listen to this number you be astonished my numbers were around uh, uh, at least le- not less than 700 cholesterol that's 300 three and a half times higher than you know the normal limit that is set by so not always i mean i'm not saying this is the norm for everyone so don't go by this please but this makes tremendous sense without the context of vata pitta kapha numbers don't make any meaning i mean it is for me Sure. Are you allowed to practice like this in the US or how? Or you know what? Uh, luckily, you know, uh, I always uh, thought uh, it's a very, very good question. So I went to Russia. I practiced this there, and I always sought a partner from the government. And luckily, my first partner was the wife of Russian speaker. So we set up a hospital. The first uh, multi-speciality Ayurvedic hospital was set up by us in 2003 in Moscow, in the right in the heart of Moscow. Okay, Ayurveda was practiced earlier too. but then you know uh, they were all practicing in some kiosks in you know in uh, in those territories that were like an unexplored but we were right in the heart of moscow and i did this across the world and in 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 canada i <clears throat> i got certified as a naturopathic doctor and i'm i'm a dnm there doctor of natural medicine and uh, i'm also a doctorate in uh, humanistic uh, sciences dhs so in canada and america i practiced this way so <clears throat> we didn't have any problems i always believed uh, rahul bhai ki if you do good bad will not come to you that's for and it, it was proved in the last 18 years sure thank you thank you very much